Hey guys, welcome back to a Hero's Journey podcast, part two with Tommy Vax. Part one ran so long that we turned this into two episodes. So to the Rock Rage Radio listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. As they say, we are everywhere. And to our sponsors, uh, I want to thank SMP Inc. Thank you. You gave me my confidence back. To JPS Computers out of Oregon, Alex and Jesse are killing it. Jesse, you're doing a great job, brother. Thank you so much for helping grow this. And if out there, if you are looking for help in that area, website designs, all that good stuff, you can reach out to JPS Computers. And again, thank you to our brand new sponsor, Red Rock Harley Davidson, right here in Las Vegas. Uh, so let's get started with part two with Heroes Journey Podcast and Tommy Vax. You're independent. Talk about that. I want to know. I don't. I want to know this direction because well, you said earlier on it's changed for you, which is yeah. Like financially, it's way more advantageous, right? So right. like, I own. You know, I I have, I put out three albums last year, right? I couldn't release any music in 2021 till till this, you know we had a lawsuit and then right. I had to we had to get all the paperwork done and and what was legally allowed. And, you know, some of my songs were purchased by my former band for their last record without me. And, um, you know, and it was like, all right, cool. That We all negotiated this. I got paid. I'm like, all right, cool. Fuck you guys. Have a good life. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's all, it's all good. Like, it's right. not, it's not, it is what it is. Like, right. Excuse me. <laughs> no, and you're so, fine. And so, you know, I started putting out music and I was like, I am not a label. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I know how to use social media, but they keep deleting my social media. I'm, yeah, you know? you've been, yeah. And each then it, time I'm like, but I know get, I've been following him. And they Where'd get, it go? They get mad too, because then they like, they delete me. And this, you know, it costs, a, if, a, if a label wants to delete a fucking profile like that, you know, it's like $100,000. Right. It's a very expensive investment. And then I'm back up. And then all of a sudden I'm like, yo, he's over here. And all the other conservative influencers and people are like, yo, Tommy Bex is here. Go follow him here. And then everyone runs over. And then, you know, I go from having fucking 5000 to 180000 And they're right. like, we got to take him down again. And so their new thing is they hire troll farms to make fake, like thousands of fake yeah, Tommy so Bex profiles. Yeah, you were really yeah. hard to find. Yeah, but that what they're doing is that they are, so it's, they basically hire these troll forms to create all these fake profiles of me so you can't find my real page so you can't follow me so that i'm not a threat to, to the system exactly right so the problem is you know when i went out in, on tour in 2021 i was the first artist in the world to go on tour after covid i, I remember that yeah but yeah there were no shows but you remember the monday after my tour was over all these tours got announced. Yeah, the same. everybody started everybody going. Everybody hates Tommy yeah. Bex, but y'all fucking fought. Yeah. Like, I set the tone. Yeah, you did. You know, and you're I was the like, first one to say, "I'm going." When I this did free, doing. I did free meet and greets for everyone who attended. Cause oh, that's I, amazing. Because I'm like, I'm not gonna tell you to go put yourself at risk and be one of these like namby pamby pussies hiding backstage. Like I don't want to get COVID. Right. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. You know, I took horse medication, and guess what? I was fine. <laughs> you know, Joe Rogan was right. Sorry. You know, and so it's awesome. And then, and we also stayed in touch with everybody, and there were no cases. Wow. The whole tour was successful. We had no cases. Um, and then, like one guy on the bus got COVID at Sturgis. And okay. he was, but he was fine. Yeah, he just he got diarrhea. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I don't even know if it was that. Like, right. Who knows if the test right didn't exactly? Work. But yeah, so like you know, it, it's one of those things. Like they'll never give me credit for that. They don't. They they just they hate. They just like this motherfucker is out here. 
you know, before the before we booked the thing, even my old business manager was like, "You're gonna ruin your career." I was like, "I already did. Let's go. <laughs> Let's Wee! go. Let's go have some music. Yeah. Let's go play some shows." Yeah, and I'm like, "We're going to Texas, bro. These people don't give a fuck." Right. Like Texans. Texas are like, and Florida were the yeah. two places that just said, "You know, bring him on," and I loved it. I I went to Alaska. Oh, nice. And I was during 2020, the summer. I'm out with a band called Parmalee. And we were playing these small cities nice. and playing. We were out doing shows and, uh, you know, 1,500 people would show up, but they were in the middle of like this, this smallest little, Field, you know, like yeah. we couldn't be in Anchorage. Mm-hmm. It was like Kodiak and Wasilla and all these places on the outside of the big city. Hmm. And they just made their own rules. So we yeah. were putting on these big shows Fuck and yeah. having a good time doing it. And then 2021, we, you know, we came out and did shows as well. Same kind of thing. So I, I, I wanted to be back on stage. I wanted to be yeah. performing and sharing, sharing my stories and, you know, like you. And I've been, my girl and I, like Nicole is here because she's such a big fan. And, uh, and if, I don't know if you know our story, but, but it's, I'll give you this abbreviated version. The shooting that happened here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. She was the girl that I grabbed in front of me with her friend and led them and other people oh, wow. into a, a refrigerator. Then when there was breaking the fire, putting them over the wall. And she stood next to me, putting people over the wall. And then I led her and a, a group of people out by foot. And she ended up being the love of my life. It's insane. So that was five years ago, uh, October 1. But then February 10th is our anniversary mm-hmm. it's a day that i flew her out we were out on tour three doors down and and i um flew her out to chicago and she got off the bus uh the my tour bus driver th- drove through the night in the snow to get there before she landed and we said i love Did you, you. Have to pay for the overdrive no you know what was great was uh this guy here uh, it's uh, the boston there's a trucking company out of boston Capello Heavy Transport, a guy named Chuck. Nice. He bought us a bus. He paid for our driver, Shovelhead, who was like, became like a celebrity yeah, amongst yeah. our band, and and and, uh, and and he paid for our gas. Nice. And so he literally paid him, and he said, "Just get to work. Go follow your dream, and I want to be a part of that." Hell yeah. And he, we're, he's about like a brother to me. I woke up to a picture that he had sent me. He goes, "You're always with me." And it's just a photo of us on the wall at his office. And, but it's that kind of thing, that connection with people. But I didn't have to pay for the overdrive. Nice. He told me she's going to have to wait at the airport a few hours. And, and he made it through the snow and, and the nice. whole bit to get to her. But I love that. Yeah. So but that's God working through tragedy, right? Like, exactly. You know, I, I had, my buddy Evan was in that too. And he, he was like, you know, he, he's an arms dealer. Like not not on right. a large scale, right. but for like you know um, like Walmart and big bo- big right. box companies, and so he knows all he knows everything there is to know about guns. And his uh, his father actually was one of my sponsors when I was getting sober. Oh, wow. and so he's a super cool dude. As soon as the thing happened, he knew it was going on, and then he started getting people out. Wow. Yeah. Good so for him. I heard so many cra- like so many people who went through that went through such crazy stories and. Um, you know, it's just like, and I grew up during 9-11 and I lost people in 9-11. And, and sorry. Uh, oh, no, but yeah. it's just like what, what it's like Mr. Rogers says, always look for the helpers. Right. Whenever there's a tragedy or a terrible, horrifying thing going on, there will always be God's people in the mix doing the, the good thing. And that's what you have to look. And that's how yeah. you all found each other. Yeah, exactly. Right. Your intuitive nature right. is like to, to protect. Well, if Ben got hit yeah. in the arm. He took off. He he grabs me and he says, "Run!" And I look back, and the girl standing in front of me is frozen. And I, I went back and that. I grabbed her, and I looked to find Ben, and he's been trampled, and I didn't know it. I oh, thought he shit. had left. Yeah. And the it, you know I'll get into the the details of that later another time. But but it was insane. But there were there was a police officer who pointed me in the right direction when. I was now I can't get them over the wall. I can't I can't get her over and I hear this way, run this way, run towards Hooters, and he starts running into gunfire. So every police officer that I see, mm-hmm. I walk up to him and shake their hand. Just in yeah. case it's that guy. Yeah. Just in case, because 
they were running towards the gunfire when I was trying to get out. Well, that's what this is the thing that you know there was a, there was the liberal media went on such a ravenous campaign to to disrespect law enforcement where everyone forgot. Like I watched 9/11. I watched cops who are white and black and firefighters who are all races and EMTs running into collapsing buildings to right. pull people out mm -hmm. and they died. Mm -hmm. Right? You're not going to tell me right just because there's a couple incidences here, you know, and again, I if you, bad people if you, everywhere. If you paid police officers more money and you made higher requirements, you'd only have good cops. Right. Agreed. Stop paying them shit. Right. It's the same thing with teachers. We got all these piece of shit teachers who are poisoning our kids and telling them this all kinds of fucking garbage nonsense and pay pay the teachers better, get better quality teachers. Wow. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. And I all agree. the and all the good teachers that are doing great jobs, thank you. Because like these are the things that people forget, you know, and the you can't trust the media for anything. You look at what happened during COVID and all the nurses and doctors on the front lines when they had no medicine were heroes they, and they, I, they could have died we didn't know what the fuck we, we didn't were dealing know what was with. going on and they were still dealing 18 with 18 months later when the when the fucking pharmaceutical companies announced that they had a they had a medication for the for covid or whatever the whatever you want to call it because right. it doesn't work right uh everyone who didn't want to get it was fired right the same people who were standing there being Dude, the they, heroes they lost doctors lost their licenses all these people were destroyed because it was always about money right right the yeah. you have all of our you have Republicans and Democrats who invested in Pfizer and Moderna and all and these companies in their stocks, knowing they were going to transport trillions of American dollars, right, of our tax money to give to these companies to save us. So they were invested in COVID lasting longer until they could fucking get rid of as many of these medications as possible. And then they didn't make enough money, so they're like, well, we're gonna tell them that we got to take two. Uh, because the first one didn't work. Then the second one didn't work. Then they're like, oh, uh, boosters. Right. It's like, no. You're like, trust the science. I'm like, you're making it up as you go along right. as it's financially d good, for yeah, you. good for you. And now yep. we're looking at the possibility. Like the CDC just said, well, at this point, we have to admit that we think that there are a connection between strokes and the vaccine. <laughs> but that shit's not on the news, right? right. The CD if you don't go on the CDC website... You don't know that that's what's what they're reporting. Right. It's citizen journalists who are doing all this stuff on TikTok and Twitter and all what, whatever who are reporting this. And this is like the shit that the mainstream media should be telling people because whether they're right or wrong, go people need to know that they need to go get checked right. up. But that's how you know they don't give a fuck about you. That's sad. You it's know, sad. It's sad. Yeah. So it's just like, and then if you, you know, this is not insane for me to say now, but. In 2020, people are like you're crazy, right? And I'm like, no, I read, I read books right. and go, and I know about history, and I talk to people, right. and every time I travel around the world, I go to museums and meet with people, and I'm That's a fucking cool. geek, you know? <laughs> and I, and like, what happened to punk rock, right? <laughs> right, dude? Like, Peter from Offspring got fired for not getting vaccinated. He has a he has a blood condition he was born with. He can't get vaccinated because uh, he has a pre-existing condition. Yeah. It's not even a political or whatever. It's his it's his his doctor literally was right. like, you can't get it. The offspring fire him and then go on tour with a different drummer. They're all inoculated. The whole fucking tour got COVID anyway. And right. you know who's never got COVID? Peter. Peter. <laughs> and I'm like, you fucking you fucking threw your friend away. You yeah, know, over, and, yeah, and that's I, sad. I've been through it too over politics, bro. Like, yeah. me, yo, me and Doc were friends for 20 years. We were friends for 20 years. I've stood in front of him so he didn't get his ass beat before, right? I've literally taken up for him. Wow. You know, I got him. He, I've given him multiple jobs. When I worked in New York City, I got him a job as a bouncer. He couldn't bounce, so every time something happened, he called me on the radio. I'd come save <laughs> yeah, his ass. I've seen you. I've yeah. seen you throw people out of clubs. Yeah, yeah. Many, many times. But even then, yeah. even like when we, when, he, you know, when when Bad Wolves was happening, and you know, John from Devil Driver and me, we wrote everything. Right. And we didn't have a band, and. I was like, bro, it's my best friend. I just want him on my band, you know? Okay. And he came to L.A. His car broke down. He spent all his money fixing his car. He had to rent a couch for 500 bucks a month in North Hollywood from somebody. 
And then uh, he lost his place because his brother found out where he lives. His brother was a drug addict. I don't know how he's doing now. And he tried to rob him, and the lady was like, yo, you can't live here. And then he had no place to go. He was bartending once a week, probably making, you know, he probably was making like $15,000 a year. Right. And then I took him into my company. I trained him how to be a sober coach. I put him with a client as a live-in. And he started making seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 a year. Good for you. Yeah. And then I put him in my band, and I made him a multi-platinum selling artist for a bunch <laughs> of records he didn't even play guitar on. And the best thing that he could do is he hated Trump so much that he was like, he was willing to destroy our friendship. I'm over, sorry. Yeah. I'm but, sorry. No, no, don't apologize. Yeah. This is who, but this is what, the great awakening, right, that all the like, the conspiracy theories talk about, they're like, yeah. oh, 2020 is a great awakening. What the, the real awakening was, who's who in your life. Right, exactly. Right, you're about who's to Who's gonna see, stand there, exactly. Yeah. And, and stand even, next to you. Even the people who fucking were mad at me and hated on me and blah, 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 and cursed me out and said I was crazy, da, da, da. Yo, I still hope nothing bad happens to you. Right. I still don't want anybody to get sick from this medication. I'm afraid for them, right? right? I, I haven't lost my compassion. You could say whatever the fuck you want. Dude, do whatever you want. You, dude, I'm going to go back to you saving. You got saved mm -hmm. because you went to help somebody else when you were in a place where you were ready to take your own life. So that says what kind of person you are. That's but that's that is, why but that's the same reason why when I saw what was going on I couldn't shut the fuck up. I know, but that's and that's okay because you know? I to me like I get back to I mentioned it uh, Nick from Dadcast he just said I'm a big fan of him voicing his opinion no matter what it takes and yeah. and also you inspire him he's in the gym he has health issues and he's having a baby today. Oh, Otherwise, nice. I would have thrown him on Zoom. Congratulations. I would have thrown him on Zoom and, and had him Zoom in. But that's a, that's a podcast I'd love for you to, to be a part of. Um, and, and so the, they have a million followers, and these guys nice. are big fans of yours. But back to my girl, she's a big fan of you, your voice, what you do. Um, you've got the two uncovered, uh, volume one, volume two. Yeah, I've been yeah. listening to them. It was fun. Dude, those records. Yeah. The production alone is insane. Oh, uh, well, it's so I so those records, the, the funny thing is is that in 2020 during COVID, I made five albums. Right? So oh. I did Grand Theft Audio 1 and 2. Okay. And I did uh and I did Uncovered 1 and 2, and then there's some something else that no that's No one knows yet. The stuff okay. that's sitting. Okay. Right? And so that's what I was that's what the whole court battles were on the on you know then the, yeah. we were having instagram wars right you know i remember then, that yeah and i like the guys in the band they you know they had, before we had like settled everything they put out a song that i wrote and nobody else wrote on and put a new singer on it and like put a new solo right. and just put it out and like this is our new song without tommy bexton fuck that guy he's an abusive asshole and i remember I didn't have my phone. I had no phone service because I was on a hundred and ninety million dollar yacht in my <laughs> with like it wasn't my boat. Obviously. Oh yeah, right. Like my buddy, my buddy's buddy was like, yeah. They like, yeah. They're like a fan. The fan. They're like, Bro, exactly. Come out on the boat, and then like you could use it all day. And so I, you know, they're like. You know, what a normal guy would do is call up a bunch of hot chicks, and I'm like, I'm gonna call up all my friends who are conservative patriots. <laughs> so it's like all the all these people who are political commentators on social media, and we're all on this fucking huge yacht, and the yacht's so big it has jet skis attached to it, and you can drive off. And like, wow. dude, it was crazy. Cool. They had a chef and a whole kitchen and like eight bathrooms, and dude, it was nuts. And so the whole day I'm just filming, you know, we're like, oh my God, we're on a yacht. Like, oh yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> pretending we're like being, you know, pretending right. we're influencers because they all fake that they yeah. have money and they don't. <laughs> and like, we don't own this. Like, it's not, we're not rich. Like, right. <laughs> so then uh, I come back to my friend's house, who is the guy who called me on the train platform. He lives in Miami now. So I'm, and I was staying with him and I just got back from tour. So I was like on a, like, we had a, had, we had a like 80% sold out tour of Tommy Beck's, like, it was my first tour without wow. Bad Wolves, and I was, yeah. like, packed every night. I, I was watching that yeah. again. I was watching and, it on social media. And so uh, I come, I, I take a shower, and we're supposed to go to dinner. He's like, bro, did you look on the, online today? I was like, no. I was like, I literally just uploaded our whole day. Right. And he's like, look. And, like, it was, you know, he showed me. They were, like, talking mad shit. I, I remember and that, then too. The, and then I look at my stories, 
and the boat, the whole yacht day, I had just uploaded an hour ago, 100,000 views. Oh my God. Because everybody went to go see yeah. my response yeah. on what and I was you're doing. you're on a yacht. And I'm like, hey! <laughs> people were going on their page be like bro this thing is rich he don't give a fuck like <laughs> he does not care They're like this is a and they got like 30,000 comments from their from our own fans being like this is you guys are clowns yeah you know and it was just like it was it was just hilarious and then like the original version of the song that I wrote many uh, like at least 10 or 12 people had one of them was my friend who's an adult film actress with like 6 million Twitter followers and she fucking just posted it and I was like, oh no. Oh no, it's going to get bad. And I was like, yeah, hey, you don't understand what you've just done and then it went spread through the internet like wildfire like, and everyone knew that they didn't write their own songs. Wow. And that was, that was you know, they're, they're still doing their thing and they're trying um, but I don't know, like, you know, Chris quit the band. Okay. Yeah, he quit. He called me. <sighs> called me probably like eight, six, eight months ago. And I was in LA, I was headed to LA from Nashville to record a song with Peyton Parrish, who's that Viking guy on okay. YouTube. And he covered Zombie and like, he blew up on YouTube. Right. And then I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so he was like, he met me at my hotel in Santa Monica and he was like, bro, I'm sorry, I love you. I'm like, bro, I'm sorry too. He's like, I never should have fucking went along with this. And then, and then he proceeded to tell me everything that happened that I didn't know about. Wow. And it was rough, bro, it was like, it was rough and so, um what tommy now where where is tommy vex right now what is it that you I? are no meaning like i'm excited yeah oh yeah well dude i got like you know i put out grand theft audio last september i or uh, it might have been the end of august and my record and then my record came out the same day as i prevail on five finger death punch okay i, I was number three on itunes so it's five finger one i prevail to me badass i i beat evanescence that's badass it's insane bro right you you, you were insane. you were you were a security guard when evanescence yeah. came out you know yeah so and then like you know the you know this is a, for all the independent artists get on tiktok i don't care if it's chinese owned i i made a lot of money on tiktok really yeah like I so what is what is your handle on tiktok uh it's at tommy vexed so i so after my second instagram got nuked i was like fuck it i'll just try tiktok boom overnight literally within three months i had three hundred thousand followers and i had i put out a clip of take me to church 15 seconds the song wasn't available anywhere and it went viral it got three million views and like people were like yo you, where where do i buy the whole thing so I was like, it's available Friday. So I had to rush. I, I went on TuneCore and I had to rush, pushed it ahead right. to get it available. Boom, number four on Billboard. Bro, right? and you just dropped Friday. You just dropped Crawling. From yeah, the video. The, the song's, video. The song's, yeah, been, song's out, been out, yeah. but you dropped yeah. the video, which was yeah. really cool because you, yeah. you pay tribute to a well, lot yeah. of our fallen heroes uh, well, in, in well, the music suicide industry. Suicide is a big thing in the yeah. music industry, right? As well as addiction. And like, it's not, it's something that men don't talk about. And so I included, you know, people like Anthony Bourdain and Chris Cornell, who also like ended, have, you know, tragic endings to, to mm. seemingly amazing and beautiful lives. But that's what they don't tell you. Like, just because you get the big Hollywood shit, it doesn't fix what's inside. Right. You know, and that's why people need each other. We need to engage in these conversations. Um, but yes, that's like a, I could talk for an hour on that. Yeah. But um, the the, you know the 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 thing that I realized was like I have four top twenties on Billboard with no radio play, and no media coverage because I'm blacklisted from the media. No festivals, no touring all year. I sold. So you I don't you don't get to go on a tour right now. You don't get to go uh, out. I'm going to this year. Last year, um, I, I I'd do a song with you. I'm down, bro. Dude, I'm Listen. serious. Well, what I did was I postponed my tour because I had a vocal, I had a vocal cord hemorrhage. Okay. So I'm 100% better now. Okay, good. But uh, yeah, so, but I could, like, I have to go out and headline, I, the, you know, there's, it's very difficult because there have been the powers that be go to a festival and like, well, if you let Tommy Vex play, I'm not having my band on this, you know, my headlining artist is not going to play this festival ever again. So what is like somebody like, right. what are they going to say? Right. Fuck. So this is how, this is how, this is the stuff that Kanye West has been talking about. Whereas like, I think Kanye's a little, he's dealing with mental health issues. And I think he said some, some stupid anti-Semitic shit. Um, and 
you know, my stepfather is Jewish, and like I grew up in New York, and obviously I have like a lot of Jewish right. friends. And I know a lot of amazing Jewish people, and I th the problem is that Kanye West is talking about some evil businessmen who are absolutely like don't believe in God and are complete scumbag human beings, and they just happen to have those last names, and he's conflated it, and that, that oh. it should be made very clear, right? Because those, you know, it's like it, it, Hitler was a piece of shit, but. Does that mean all German people are bad? No, like you shouldn't make those generalizations. Right, exactly. You know? But what he's talking about about how the how there is a mafia in Hollywood, and they do run things in a way of like they, you know, if you go against the slave master, you have it, the record label systems are like slave plantations, and if you're a big artist and you make a lot of money, it's they have to control you. You have handlers. You know, Kanye's personal trainer was not even a per certified personal trainer. He was a fucking, he was a, a special ops guy, ex-special ops from Canada that was hired by the fucking label to keep him under control because right. he says whatever the fuck he wants. Right. And in an information war and in a culture war, you can't have one of the biggest black artists telling the black community to start thinking for themselves. Right. Because it, uh, same thing, what, what happened to me? I'm African-American. I'm telling... I'm telling all these people like, hey, uh, they're stealing this money from our people, right? And I was on World Star, and people, that's the thing, I don't even make hip hop, and in the hip hop community, people are like, yo, he's right. They're like, look, Google it, it's right here. Then Candace Owens did a whole movie about it. Wow. She wouldn't have even known all that if wow. I didn't put that video out, you know? Bro. The video got 37 million views in four days before it was taken down. And I, the misconception behind it was like people were like, "Well, you said racism is manufactured." I'm like, "What I said, what I meant to say." And this, they took one soundbite, mm -hmm. and I was like, "This racism is manufactured." Right. What the media is trying to do is not the overall experience of what it is to be black in America. Now there are racist people. There yeah. are there are places that have more prejudice. They're more in the in the old school, but. Growing up 40 years in the, 40 years in this country and traveling to all like 48 of the 50 states, this is not the biggest problem in the country. The biggest problem in our country is corporations lobbying our politicians to make laws and protect corporations over the people yeah. on a whole. Yeah. Because it affects all races of people. Yeah. Right. It's not about white versus black. It's everyone who doesn't make a billion dollars a year versus the billionaires. Right. Because what we, people don't understand is if you make $100,000 a year or you make $10,000 a year or you make a million dollars a year compared to them, you're all fucking cockroaches. Right. These people make millions of dollars a minute. A minute. It's crazy. And they want us to fight each other so that we are not like, wait a second. What about you? Exactly. exactly. And these, yeah. they're like, oh, uh, mm -hmm. Trump's taxes. I'm like, you niggas don't pay taxes. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You know? It's crazy. Oh, that's, that's nuts. It's crazy when you start getting into it and, yeah. and what they want to do. It's like, it, you know, and yeah. the people, the thing is, is that like, you know, I've had a lot of my friends who didn't talk to me. When, look, my, I have friends who didn't talk to me because of the things I was saying on my political beliefs that have come back around and apologized. Bro, I embrace everybody with love. That's and I I feel that yeah. in here. I, I honestly, man, it's it is something else to sit across from you and hear these words from you and and hear you're these are you you researched them. These are things that you've lived, you mm -hmm. went through. You're speaking it from you're half black. Mm -hmm. You are an artist who has made an impact. You've left a legacy. No matter what, dude, you have left a legacy. If it ends today, man, we ain't done yet. I though. know that's what I'm saying. I'm if it started. was to end today, you have. But I know that I know that the the person you are, you mm. work so hard yeah, that there is so much more to come. And I'm excited to well, see what you do, dude. But that's what they, you know. You know how it is, bro. It's like you can't. They can't stop you from living your truth and from being you. They could impede it, yeah. right? Like. Look again. They slowed you down. You look at Bill. You look yeah. at Billboard. They delete my fucking profile, and I'm still like, okay, cool. Oh, you did this? I'll go over here. And then they're like, oh, oops, I accidentally am number four on Billboard. Oh, I'm accidentally number ten and seventeen and twenty. 
Yep. Uh, my album's number three on iTunes. Christmas Eve, I put two albums out. I went number one in America, number one in Sweden, number five in Italy, 20 in the UK, 22 in Australia, six in Estonia. I don't even know where that is. 12, <laughs> 12 in Ukraine. Proof. Like, and that's the thing. Fuck you. Right. I Fuck you. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So man. all these people who think they have to sell their souls and sign a contract that look at artists like Peyton Parrish, look at Russ, right? Look at, uh, and this is different genres, right? Look yeah. at, uh, um, who's a good example? Look at Struggle Jennings. Look what he's been mm -hmm. able to do. You got to understand, bro. A lot of these guys are making, you know, Ryan Upchurch. Ryan Upchurch barely plays shows. When he goes and does a show, he plays an arena. He'll do two arenas a year, and then he fucking plays video games the rest of the year <laughs> and fucking bangs his chick and, and fucking buys exotic cars, right? Wow. But that's the thing. You don't need them anymore. Right. You don't have to be a slave to the system anymore. You can't allow these people who they want the right to dictate what you think and say right like i played rock fest in 2021 it's the only festival that would allow me to play and it was me i headlined the second stage and it was phil anselmo it was all that remains then phil anselmo then me and then uh cory taylor and limp biscuit right i outsold limp biscuit in merch wow. i cut one of my songs and i said i'm going to talk for three minutes for for 12,000 people and i fucking went off on all the shit that I get blasted I on. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, so they I can't, saw that. So all the things I say on social media that are forbidden, I was like, I'm going to talk some shit, right? They're like, yo, listen, just to, you know, uh, uh, you know, my fucking manager was like, listen, just be easy on the political stuff today. Like, this is a big festival. I was like, I know what that means. <laughs> so I you went. You pulled an Elvis, man. Bro, I went. You pulled an Elvis. But I, that's the spirit of rock and roll. Yeah. And I said the truth. And I said, yeah. fuck the media for their false fucking portrayal of law enforcement. And imagine going and and put, and put putting your life on the risk every fucking day and coming home and turning on the news and having a bunch of dweeb pussies tell you you're a, a piece of shit. Right. Right? Like, all, just everything. I, I was like, all these kids who are coming out of college indoctrinated with socialism, I'm like, saying, I hate America. I'm like, well, then get the fuck out of here. Go to China. You like it? Go. Wow. You want communism? Go to where it is first and do some, actually do something with your life. Do some research. Come back. Let us know how it went. You know what I mean? But people don't like this. They're like, this is toxic masculinity. I'm like, no, this is men need to stop being a pussy and they need to have a voice in their own home, in their own network, in their own work. And enough is enough. Right. Enough is enough. Like, bro, how much more am I going to beat? I, I'm about to, like, dude, there's a thing going on i'm gonna actually destroy the me too movement literally about to destroy it wow because so, some chick tried to get money out of me and six other guys that she banged and tried to me too us and now she's on the losing end of a multi-million dollar lawsuit she's a big fucking influencer and she's gonna go to jail wow because there's a thing in this in a, this country called abusive process and if you use the system as in if you use the court systems to for for a vendetta right. and falsely accuse someone to try to get them either arrested or sue them or take their money and you get proven wrong you can go to jail for up to 14 years wow so all these people and again again blm started out as a good idea i know hawk newsom right okay. him and his sister started blm when they wanted to bring attention to police brutality but also changed redlining and in, in african-american country and african-american cities in america which is a thing that the banking infrastructure did under the Nixon era, which is racist and system, systemically racist as fuck. Um, and it started out as a good thing, and it got hijacked, wow. right, mm. by a bunch of evil white liberals, right? Same thing with me, too. They wanted to get justice for people like Jeffrey Epstein and Harvey Weinstein, but then they weaponized it, and then basically, like, any man who speaks out, we will just will fabricate false allegations. Marilyn Manson just got acquitted of two of his accusers. They dropped, they both lost their lawyers, fired them because they were hired under false pretenses, which is exactly what happened in this case that I'm dealing with. This woman has lost her fifth lawyer in a row. Wow. These, the lawyers don't want to be culpable because if the lawyers are found guilty colluding with the client to falsely put somebody else in, in trouble, their law firms, law firms can be sued. 
So they pull, they don't want to be a part of it. So right. Manson just got acquitted of two of his accusers. All these people went after fucking Brian. Well, whatever, we'll call Manson's name. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, yeah, Brian. And, yeah. uh, you know, and like people like Kat Von D took up for him and were like, this is not what's going on. Wow. People don't know Ever Rachel Wood is a cat is a crackhead. That's back in the day. That's a back yeah. in our day. That, but Ever Rachel yeah. Wood, I dated her best friend. She's a fucking tweaker. Wow. She was a fucking junkie. Now, granted, Manson was older than her. She was of legal age, but he was he's also a drug addict. The two of them shouldn't have been why didn't either of their managers be like, bro, because the managers were like um, well, she's famous right this now. Could work. This is going to help could your career, and I'm going to make money. Exactly. And her management is like, well, he's a big celebrity. Right. So they co-sign this toxic drug addict relationship, which happens all the fucking time. Dude. I've had famous clients where their managers are like, listen, I don't want him sober. I just want him functional. I'm like, I don't do that. Mm. You know why you don't want him sober? Because when people get sober, they start looking at the books. These people, and this is what happened to me. I Like, I could go into... Um, I'll just give you an example. I make 18 times the amount of money I did when I was in Bad Wolves. Understand that. 18 times. Wow. Right? <laughs> now, I only have... Now, when I was in Bad Wolves, my Spotify had 4 million followers. Now when now that I've left, they have like half. <clears throat> All the platforms had millions and millions of followers. YouTube videos, half a billion. Yeah. You know, remember when? Yeah. 80 million. Hear me now. 90 million. 20 million. 10 million. My videos have 2 million. 900,000. Dude, that's huge, right? though. But but this is completely independently and being shadow banned. And these people have trolls that report on my content to try to get it. it right. It's a suppression it. tactic yeah. because the band has failed. Like, the bottom line is the band is garbage without me. Right. And not, not in a way yeah. of like, like the, like, not like shitty, like, they're just not, they're like, right. Like, like the band Garbage, right? Right. It's not the same. Right. It's just like, it's a much more watered down version of what it was. It doesn't have any meaning. They're, they're illiterate, so the lyrics don't make any sense. <laughs> no, no, it's it's like, this is a thing. Love, if you don't, if you don't read or write, you don't know how to write. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not, you know, <laughs> and so, so, you know, in, in my absence, I've outsold them with no help. Wow. And you could throw millions of dollars and force people to listen to something, but if the music isn't good, it's not going to work. Dude, I, I'm proud of you. You know? I'm proud of you. And I'm, I, you've come a long, long way. Doc, do you, do you have any questions for him? I know you're a big fan. Is there a question before we, we call it? Come right over here. Come on. Come on down. Oh, yeah, there you go. Go over no, there. Hey, get him in the seat. Say, hey, say here real quick. No, we got. We Doc, got. Doc is a fan. He be, uh, be easy on me. Yeah, Doc works. Uh, and I, I, this is just off the cuff, dude. I'm just like doing this. Um, and if Nicole's in the next room, Nicole, get your butt in here. I, I would love for you to come in here. But um, Doc, put the headphones on. Oh, Are the headphones? No, don't worry about it. Just, <laughs> just pull, pull the mic pull up. Pull the mic up to you. I know Doc from from uh, the Discount Nutrition. That's where he works. He's a oh, bodybuilder. Nice. He just competed in his first event. Oh, congratulations. He, yeah. Thank you, man. And what, how'd you do it there? Good. So I did good at my first event. Actually, funny, it's kind of connecting. Um, I actually, you talking about, you know, singing the song Sober, right? So, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was evicted from my house this summer. So that was, um, it's kind of private information. Okay. Um, but I was also on contest prep. So you were, con you were connecting, you know, your whole bodybuilding fitness and then yeah, like yeah. also that and so that was a i was as i was moving out i was blaring that song nice so it was like super connecting because it was it was a hard time you know this first like and coming moving through that you know my own mental health and then um competing doing well and then starting uh, my own kind of like advocacy and mental health so it's wow. cool and like really really inspiring you know having Hell you here yeah. and hearing your story as well so that's love to hear we love to hear it yes sitting back sorry there about the thing. eviction uh, no, yeah, i've been, a, I've been evicted cool. a couple yes, two yeah, yeah. times i know, I, know I have yeah. too i it's funny um, but, um that's that's really cool so yeah. i i walked in i was really excited that you were going to come on this show because you didn't even ask we've been friends for a while and you didn't say oh how many followers you have you didn't do anything like that you said brian i'm coming into town on this day yeah. let's make it happen you tell me when and where and i'll be there and i was so excited i walked i was walking into the store and doc always takes care of me and i'm like hey man do you know who tommy vex is and he goes dude i'm a huge fan oh, nice. and I'm like, well, why don't you come down? I, and yeah, he yeah. was the only one. I said, 
why don't you come down and and get a chance to meet you and take a picture and and to have you inspire somebody that that was exciting to me now to know that he directly in the same room connected to you and what we did here today grab one we're talking about millions of people that he fought that follows him and whatnot but it's always reaching that one and he said that earlier on in this conversation that that it's his job it's our job to try and inspire help one person and that dude that's huge man that's the power of music too yeah it's like one of those things i think like uh you know when i what i this reminds me of the the interview i did at that show in dublin on the late late show and they they were they asked me about uh they they ryan was interviewing me about dolores and i said the reason why we mourn the death of an artist is not because we knew them it's because they helped us know ourselves right and oh, that's wow. the power of music right like as we go through the lowest of the lows you put your headphones on and you hear the message and you're reminded that someone else has gone through this or worse and that what one man can do another can do right and it's like same thing with bodybuilding when you hear a lot of these guys stories bro a lot of bodybuilders bro bro they're broke for years till they make it it's very similar to the music world right because it's like you either the percentage of being in that top tier is so small yeah right it's not like you know it's not to say this if you're a doctor and you go to school for 20 years to be a doctor you're gonna be okay you know what i mean like eventually like the percentage rate of making money is high yeah but it's really hit or miss like you can dedicate your entire life to the sport or to this art form and never make anything you know what i mean and so we're the blessed few and um you know we shouldn't be the only ones everyone can do it yeah there's room for everybody Mm -hmm. and and chase back there chase is uh, an opera singer he just got back from austria he was out there for seven weeks straight up um Tell him about. Wait, tell he, him. You got what are you a baritone? Yeah, I'm a baritone. You I'm hear a, that? You <laughs> hear that? Yeah, I'm a fucking baritone. <laughs> it's like Phil Anselmo, is that you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it was pretty. It's. Re- I. I always love uh, when Brian has other musicians on and that kind of thing because I mean, even though like classical's just. I mean, it's not as far away from metal as it could possibly be, but like it's a completely different ball game. But it, we're all doing the same thing. Really, you Dude, know, we're all in the we're all in the trenches, man. Do you ever listen to Hidden Citizens? I have never listened to Hidden Citizens. They're like uh they're an orchestral production company that remakes regular songs from movies. So they'll take like a Rolling Stone song and then one, then like uh, paint it black and they make it orchestral, right? Right, and then they put like either a pop or jazz or rock singer or rapper in the context of the song with a symphony. Oh wow! And they redo all these songs, and they have original songs too. But you might dig on it. And then they're always looking for um, unknown singers. That's why it's hidden citizens. Yeah, hidden they citizens. Em- they, right? em- they employ like non-famous singers to sing on these things, and like they want to get emplaced in movies and shit. And obviously, if you know how royalties work, like that's where the real money's at. Yeah, no, <laughs> for, yeah. for real. I went and watched Chase perform. Um, he he performed at uh, UNLV. About oh, yeah. a month ago, and yeah. and uh, it was really moving, you know, to sit in a room and watch him, you know, up there singing in Italian and and then singing in English and <laughs> and doing what I can't do. And I was, it was really moving. And so when he chose to be the guy who's going to produce my show, it meant a lot to me. Yeah. And then same, like I thank you for coming down and and being here and sharing your story in that moment, you know, yeah, uh, with like- us here. So um, it's like nostalgia because it was like a turning point in my in kind of my life. Or like coming out of a hardship, it was a hard year. I was in a car accident, brain injury, um, Damn, bro. school. Whoa. You know, I was out of school battling you know depression, anxiety stuff. You know, you can't control your your mind right, and then um, you know getting evicted, and then it was just kind of you know listening to that song as I was like coming out of it. You know, a new a new beginning. You know, a new place, yeah. moving in. You know, I wasn't gonna be you know homeless anymore. Like it was like. It's kind of something cool, and so every time I hear that song, it's like, I just it reminds me of starting new and you know coming out of a dark time and, and yeah, dude, dude, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah, for real, for we real. Got, we got the br- circle of bros. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's, it's but, so it's yeah. positive as fucking. Yeah, world. but but that's but that's what you go back to what you said. That's what needs to be. We need that. We need 
men being able to stand yeah. next to another man and go, I got you. And he was able to reach out to you. He was able to connect with you without you ever meeting him. And that's what we hope. And, right? and it, yeah, it's about as music as a songwriter. That's the goal is always to try to, um, you know, one, create something that's greater than the sum of its parts, but also carry a message of depth and weight. Oh, and it's too many people just like it's, you know, I, I know a lot of people who are like, oh, nobody listens to the lyrics. I'm like, 90% of the audience listens to the lyrics. Yeah. If you give them something to read. Exactly. You know, it's like it's like giving somebody a book and just not having any of the pages full. You yeah, know, it's like it, a cult, like like a song without words is a coloring book. Without, exactly. Without words. And I'm going to I want to go back to something too. You're the Uncovered 1 and Uncovered 2 Volume 1 and Volume 2. You have introduced me to music that I'm I oh, didn't yeah. even know because you have taken pop songs and yeah. rock songs and just I'm like, "Oh, the you've connected me to new music but th through you meaning you're the one presenting it in a way that i'm i'm like oh i like this oh well, these like, are all covers it's, though. it's like this a, a great song is a great song and no matter how you produce it's just yeah. produced differently right and so like what but this was one of the main things that in rock music what i see what i've seen happening is i like progressive stuff like mashuga is one of my favorite bands i just went to see them got to hang out and watch them smoke weed backstage and <laughs> talk shit and um you know and like i like bands like ginger and i like bands like after the burial and i like i've i went to all the dillinger escape plans farewell tour wow farewell uh, shows in new york city and i like mr bungle and like faith no more i whatever i'm cool right. with it but there's something to be said about writing great songs like undeniable songs and right. The Beatles were a massive influence on me as a kid because it was my father's favorite band. And so the Beatles, what the reason why I did all these covers, it wasn't it wasn't because I was like, oh, well, let me try to make a cover and whatever. We were sitting in we were sitting in COVID quarantine and we had no money coming in. Right. And the business, there were only two owners and two writers. So we were making publishing but the rest of my guys were broke. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go in the studio with this, with um, you know, with my producer, and I'm gonna put record one song a week. What's his name, by the way? Joseph McQueen. He's amazing. Yeah, he's go, fantastic. He is amazing. So, go ahead. So, so he also didn't want to get COVID, so we had to separate the room. So I would go in the vocal booth, and he went in the control room, and we that's what we did, and and uh, you know, the the guitar player I hired, he lived in Vegas. And so I would be like, okay, I need your idea of a cover of this. And then I'd give it to him Friday. He'd send it in Monday. I'd go sing it. And then we would put it on Patreon. And so we told all the, we told the fans on that we were starting a Patreon. And I would put a new song up every day for 22 weeks. Wow. And there were 22 songs added. And they paid 10 bucks a month. And we had done a live stream concert live from quarantine. Okay. And it made three hundred thousand dollars. Whoa! Right, three thousand people subscribed, and I did all that Bro. work. But guess where the money went? To everybody. I paid everybody's salary. I paid, you know, all the guys in the band got their salary. My part, my business partner got his salary. I didn't pay myself because I didn't need the money because I had ten other jobs. Okay. Because I had over two hundred fifty thousand dollars in social media endorsements okay so i was just like whatever i paid the sound guy's salary who just who had a baby on the way and the label took 20 percent. wow and i was like cool but this is the thing like this is leadership leadership means you make every everybody eats before you you, you know did that I mean? before you had anything you did that well, you yeah, did even, that even, when the cranberry when you did even her song yeah even during while everybody was trying to steal like right kick me out of the band and you, you were, against you were me. doing this they're like them. man this guy's everybody keeping needs us. They, they, yeah they all need yeah. to hear this you know that i went into the store to to try and find the drink that you actually um oh first form yeah first form. oh yeah yeah you gotta oh it's so good yeah, I, I went to go get it so I we could put it one. here. No, but I went to put it on the table. Oh, nice. I, I, and I went into the store where he works, and I'm like, hey, I, I need a, I need first form. I need, I'm going to bring it in for the show. And he's like, I think it's only on online. 
It's only um, online and some stores carry it. Okay. Yeah, but it's okay. it's coming to like, they're gonna start pushing it for like gas station sales and stuff. Oh, cool. But it's like it's for me like I don't like feeling like I don't like crashing after I drink an energy right. drink, and I don't like this. They put a lot of like not healthy shit right. in them. So because they're a fitness company, it's a very clean burning like energy drink and i don't ever feel like a hangover after i don't get a headache i don't get like a sugar crook like i don't crash right. um you know and, and i've i've uh i've been friends with andy frisella for like four three four years and um i've been on his podcast a bunch of times and like he's one he's one of my best friends oh, cool. i love the guy to death and but that's the thing it's like his integrity like they make it, their products are immaculate that's you know that's I mean? amazing so, that's yeah. amazing not an ad just, no i know, you know i'm the one who brought shout it. out to the homies bro i'm the one who brought it up and that's yeah. why that's why doc's here hey um nicole if you're in the next room i want you to come in here real quick because my girl like Bring i said dog. she is a big fan yeah she's and you're a new uh you're a puppy puppy parents. parent yeah. yeah i'm a i'm a yeah so i'm exhausted the, i was telling you the bags under my eyes are from lack of sleep and um yeah, it's just crazy, but I love it. I said, try and take her away from me. I love that little thing. She's she's amazing. That's what's um, up. I, got this, a, I told you I got attacked by a dog last yeah, night. Yeah, I know. That was so crazy. <laughs> He's wrestling a pit bull. Hey, jump in this seat over here real quick, babe. Come on. Come on. She's like on camera. She's never been on camera. Come on. Come show the pu our puppy before we wrap this up. I think this is the longest episode. I was talking about you. You're in the next room. Yeah, this is uh, this is Nicole Rafino. This is the love of my life, and our new puppy Aria. And, and what a great story, too, huh? Yeah, it's yeah. Our story is is pretty unique, and and it's been it's crazy because if you were to Google my name, you would see or her name. There's a probably about 200 interviews around the world on different oh, stages really? from CNN to whatever to talk shows telling our love story to oh, wow. i wrote a song called falling for you bad which was the song i wrote six songs in this journey and the last song was kind of like i'm taking a chance on letting her know how i feel because we have a bond yeah we've yeah. survived this thing together but now she's either going to be there's going to be a hole of her running through the wall running from me or wait so how, how long did it take him to confess uh Let's see. Well, I told him I just wanted to be friends. So <laughs> he'd come over and I'd say, okay, it's time to go home. And <laughs> I wouldn't let him stay the night. <laughs> um, but I think it was five months uh, before we said, I love you. Yeah. We both said it at the same time. Yeah. But what was really crazy was uh, I remember uh, the so bus. Just so you got every guy out there who's listening. The friend zone is not the end zone. You no, know, hang in there. Hang in there. You're saying there's a chance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she said we're never. This is never gonna happen. Yeah. And you and I heard. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Eventually now, we give in. I guess. You, you know, there was there was a moment I was going out on tour and we were, I was leaving with three doors down. I tell the bus driver, "Hey, I forgot something at the store. Everybody's loading up the bus and it's out in front of my place." And I jump in the car and I race to her house and I knock on the door and I literally said. We survived this together. She almost died from a uh, from viral meningitis, which we didn't know what it was in November. Oh my God. She calls me, and I'm I'm sitting by her bed, holding her hand. She doesn't remember asking for me. She doesn't remember me being there. But I sat next to her bed, and because oh, wow. I was like, literally, she wants me there. Are you sure? And then that's in November. Come, I'm leaving on this tour, and I tell her, whoever you choose in your life has me to deal with now because i am here i'm here we went through all that you saved my life i've saved your life because you gave me by giving me a purpose and looking at the stranger and saying i'm going to get you out it saved my life because i don't know what could have happened and then i said so whoever it is that you choose that's what they have to deal with and then she surprised me on the tour and shows up at one of the shows and and I knew there was something there, but it's crazy. So you were telling me so about there's Tommy's hope. There's, hope. there's hope. Before we let Tommy go, you were telling me about you know one of your favorite songs that he did on this on the new record on the way over here, and how you love his voice and everything. And what song was that? Oh, um, Adele. Oh uh, yeah, Hometown Glory. Hometown Glory. Oh, yeah. that's such a good song. It's one of my all-time favorite songs. I just really love the way that you did it. it oh, was thanks. Really nicely done. 
Yeah. She is a powerhouse, and that was a yeah. terrifying song to cover. Yeah, that was sure. actually one of the first ones I did okay. because I listened to that song. Oh, man. that So that song just it reminds me of when I lived in New York in Soho, and I was and I don't know. There's just a vibe to the city, yeah. right? And I, she's she's British, obviously, so yep. she's probably talking about like Southampton or Essex yeah. or wherever they're you know wherever. Um, but it just connected to me, and so each all those songs that I did, like there's a there's like a point of reference. So where you guys are like, oh, when you played Silver, I'm like, well, all the songs that I covered, I have m- moments of all those. Right, like right. video games was a song that I what was so before Lana Del Rey was even signed, she's she, Lana's sober and like her, I I dated a girl who was friends with her and she was like, you gotta listen to my friend's Elizabeth's oh, no demo. Way. No way. And I remember like, yeah, like we did and like you know we I remember I came over her apartment and like she just she wanted to slow dance to the song over and over again. Yeah. And I was like, yo, what is this? And then Lana Del Rey came out. Right? Wow. Yeah. So, How cool! That's yeah, so yeah. it's a cool connection, yeah. and out of these, are, like, are there is there one or two songs that you just when you hear it, you're like that off the record. I mean, oh uh, yeah, what, like for that, me, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like all of them are, you know, they're all they're all different. Like the Papa Roach song, they asked us to do that. It, really? Like, yeah, because they were doing their we we were going on tour with them, and they had asked us to do like a like a, a cover to post on social media and the shit was so good. I was like, yo, I'm doing this whole thing. Oh yeah. And I went in and did the whole thing. And I, with my buddy, Philip, who's the guy who played guitars on zombie, There's this guy, Philip right. Naslin, who never got the, Cra- never, I yeah. read about that. Yeah. yeah. He also played piano on, on video games. He was like my, he's like my secret. Like, yeah, he, he's a Swedish producer and um, he's brilliant. And wow. so we've done, probably like 40 songs together and he's just wow. the silent guy you dude. know he's just cool. yeah he's a quiet the, dude doesn't he's like just pay me and i'm good and you know, <laughs> it's like i play zombie else, you know do you play any instruments i'm so? terrible at piano but okay. i but because i've had to play it in videos yeah i'm like now on a mission to get okay. good but it's it's pretty awful oh, okay yeah but i'm getting better all right you know. well i did dude it's, yeah. that's what it's all about Babe, do you have any questions before we wrap this all up? I can't believe I got you on camera. I'm so uh, excited. And this is the yeah. longest this episode I've ever done. <laughs> you might have to cut this up. I, I know. I'm going to probably have to part cut this in minute part two. Yeah, yeah, part two. Maybe even part three. Damn. But, um, uh, I mean, you've been hearing everything in the I next round. I'm going to need to put you on the spot. Yeah. But, but it's it's just been an honor to have you and thanks oh, it's, for it's been a pleasure man. for, for yeah. doing this with us chase before we bounce any questions you know you know i wasn't ready for the questions either yeah <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was a very uh, chase can uh, you can you just do can you just say chocolate rain chocolate rain they <laughs> <laughs> dry and others feel the pain oh that's the word yo he knows the words yeah. <laughs> uh well for everybody out there, man, <laughs> isn't that cool? Can you do my voicemail like that? <laughs> I can do your voicemail. You got it, brother. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> well, Doc, thank you for jumping on here, baby. Thank you so much. I didn't. I can't believe. You. Don't go anywhere. Just stay right there. She's uh, not Austin. On my fingers. Austin, so. do you have any questions? You're a big fan of the old school. No, come on, man. Get over here, brother. Get over here. Get real quick before you go. Cause he was a he was the one who hit me with all these questions. Oh yeah, he's a deep he's a he's a Austin's yeah. a deep cut. Yeah, j- j- jump over here in Nicole's chair real yep. quick, and um, no, you're good, you're good. Jump in Nicole's chair real fast. Love you, babe. Thanks. Um, Dog is so cute. So when it, when we came in, I started this. I said I got Tommy Vex coming in, and you were giving everybody shit today. <laughs> I was just you're being like, funny. Yeah, are you are you a real fan? Because here, boom. No, do you I know who this is, so and he thing. starts playing. I wouldn't it consider myself a real fan because I didn't like. I know Bad Wolves, sure, but I didn't listen to it that much. Even like Divine Heresy, I just sure. really liked. I listened to that album, but I really liked the one song. Yeah, Fail Creation. Yeah, but that, yeah. it was the one of the first songs when I was like. 13 and just picked up the guitar and like my 10 year career playing guitar that was like the first song i learned how to play no way that it's was not an easy song to learn first like to be fair like so like first first song was bulls on parade oh okay. okay. the machine that was the first song and then 
I, like I took lessons for 10 years. Like I took private lessons. I got very nice. good at like right hand rhythmic stuff. And so I was like, this song seems cool. So I just learned, the t I pulled up the tab and I put the song on, on my little circular boom box I had at the time. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to play along with it. Couldn't play like the solo and everything, but wow all the, like, it's okay the dino couldn't either <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah so we're doing well the funny thing is, is we're doing a a uh, divine heresy reunion tour uh it's not a tour we're doing a few shows it might turn into a tour um so i've obviously joe Payne, rest in peace joe passed away um love joe we stayed friends all the way up to to the, the last text message i got from him was about a week before he he died and he was drunk at a bar and Zombie came on and he was like singing. Oh, I was on right, tour yeah. with Megadeth and I was like, yo, look at Joe. And they're like, yo, you know, we were yeah. out in Europe and then I got the bad news. But um, he was a great guy. And um, Adam Deuce, um, who was one of the founding, ba the founding bass player of Machine Head, um, is going to be filling in. And Tim Young and me are obviously back together. And uh, Mark Rizzo is going to be replacing Dino on guitar. Right. Um, so, yeah. Dino, oh, that's awesome. Dino's in Soulfly and Mark's in doing this he, right. that was he asked me hey is this gonna be your first question and, I, and and he was joking and i'm like no dude i was nervous because i didn't know the you know what we could or could not talk about but i was gonna leave that up to you and like you said i'm well versed in I, what i could say talk, i could talk about anything yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. was great and, and you know if you move to vegas come be on the show we'll 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 you can guest host with me for a day, and we'll ha we'll have a, we'll have some fun in here with some people. We can bring a couple, two, three people in here. Get yeah, <laughs> make, them, make it uncomfortable. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, but um, before we bounce, uh, Austin has his own show. Uh, plug your show. Oh, oh yeah, I was, that's actually what I've been working on all day. So uh, I I have a show uh, that I started with a late friend of mine. Rest in peace, Christian. Uh, uh, yeah, it was called uh, The Truly Bizarre, and it was about like cryptids, paranormal, oh. conspiracy stuff like that. So now, sounds right up my alley. So there you go, <laughs> yeah. perfect. So, uh, we actually rebranded, and now it's under the Podcast Junkies Network, which is the network we have here. So now it's called Bizarre Junkies. Uh, okay, cool stuff coming out. I do a weekly podcast with that where we find real videos and stuff like that. Are you doing like, are you doing stuff like the Tartarian Empire theories? Are you doing not yet? Heart Machine, CERN. So we did, uh, I did a video on uh, Operation Starfish Prime. Okay. So we get like that. Like right now I'm doing a video on exorcisms. Oh, cool. So like that's what I've been working on in the <laughs> back all days. <laughs> that back stuff there. creeps me the fuck out. Yeah. Right, right yeah. creeps me the fuck out too, but that's why I do it. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, this stuff is great. Uh, so yeah, I do a weekly podcast every Monday, uh, right, live on YouTube, Bizarre Junkies. You can find us on Spotify. And then also we have the long form content as well on the YouTube channel. So I'll do nice. like video essays or I'll do like breakdowns of like okay what is like this one is like what is an exorcism is it really you know a demonic possession or is it just yeah. something undiagnosed right yeah yeah right i will subscribe if you I appreciate to mine of course yeah. we're all gonna trade subscribe <laughs> exactly yeah, we follow are. For but follow. people don't know how important it is like this is the thing again when i started running my own youtube you know and it, and like we did pretty well like we're at like i think 130 or 40,000 in in less than a year right wow but it's like again it's you know i'm i'm not an unknown artist right so right. it's like you have to reintroduce yourself to all these people like oh i didn't even know this fucking guy where'd he go yeah and like is it really him yeah that's yeah. what you were having to deal with yeah, yeah yeah so but but so if you if you're on youtube just hit the subscribe button yeah jesus just boom, christ subscribe i'm subscribed to too many channels on youtube like <laughs> if i if i find like one or two videos of yours that i like i'm usually just like you put like as a content creator i go ah you put in the effort i'll give you the subscribe yeah yeah i mean i put out like 20 videos already wow right. it's a lot yeah it's like a hundred pieces of content and full music videos wow full production wow yeah but this is the thing like you know i'm being on major labels like no you can't do like there's only so much this that the other i'm like how is it that i, ma I managed to, to spend like 40 grand and do 20 videos and every time we go, like, because you start to realize these people are sending bills and inflating costs. And, oh, yeah. Oh, the video is going to be $30,000. I'm like, you paid three grand for it. I'm like, you're just saying that so that we can never recoup, recoup. against our record. Right. And it keeps you poor. And if you don't have your own money, you are, you're under control. Yep. You Agreed. Know? Yep. I'm the guy charging that much for videos. <laughs> I'm the guy going, yeah, it's yeah. going to be about two grand for me to film you. <laughs> yeah. But listen, Literally, but that, you do it for free. But yeah. that's the way to that's yeah. the way to do it. Is like, and also too, if you if you're 
if you're on the ground level and you're finding new talent, there are people who are making amazing content because they need to get a brand association and they need to build they need to build their catalog. And so you can you're both mutually helping each other. And then you know the it makes all the the high priced old school way obsolete. So all there's so many bands out there that like you know if you're watching this and you're a fan of mine and you're in a band and you want to make an expensive video, uh, but you don't have money for it, call this guy. You know, yeah, like, call <laughs> right, there you go. Yeah, yeah, and just keep and just keep putting out content. That's the major thing. Like if you're an independent artist, you got to have content. You got to you have to be at a place where you are putting out so much shit that nobody can even fucking come close to you. No, nobody, no artist put out three albums last year right. independently, and wow. this, and I'm gonna put out three albums this year. Wow, right? good for I, you, dude! I'm going back in the studio on February 1st with Mark Rizzo, and we're gonna go make a record, bro. Right, and I'm gonna re-release and re-record the Divine Heresy album, Bleed the Fifth, because we can't have the name, and Dino doesn't want to be a part of it because he doesn't like money and he doesn't want to make the fans happy. He wants to be a bitter. So we're like, fuck it, whatever. We'll just call it something else, and then we'll put it out. Good for you. Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to that. So um, did you have fun today? Yeah, it was great. Dude, was I awesome. had a great time. Well, so it's like not really like a sh it's not really like a podcast because it's like old friends catching up exactly. after a while. Exactly. It's got it's a different vibe. Right. right? And you know? and I I enjoyed it. You can, dude. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of this. Yeah, I'm gonna have to break right. this up into two parts. And and you know what? Uh, We'll get to this afterwards, but I have Tommy Vex today, everybody, and for everyone out there listening at Rock Rage Radio, thank you for my sponsors. I've got, you know, Red Rock Harley Davidson, thank you, SMP Inc., thank you so much. I was just there today, and JPS Computers, Jess, Jesse over there, JPS, and Alex, thank you guys so much. Sticky Paw Studios, John, everyone, Chase, my producer. Uh, Tommy Vex. Chocolate Rain. Yeah. Chocolate Rain. This is Brian from A Hero's Journey Podcast. Thank you so much. Be kind. Dream. And I believe. It's coming around. It's coming around to me.